Okay. We are live, back in action. It's Wednesday night, which means football with your friends from the Third and Free Podcast, ready to rock and roll and just let it go. This great show is presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by thirdandthreepodcast.com. So let's bring in the queen of the prom, because in high school, you know she was the bomb displaying skills like Megatron, the tricky one, Miss Nikki Gist. What's up? Wow. I was not prom queen, but I am on the show. So no, I was not. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, I love it. I should've love been. it. Well, you damn should have been. been. You got. You could have had my vote. That's for damn sure. I know you would have had these votes too. You know, <laughs> for sure. Because he's the king. All right, the king is here. So you better bow down and kiss his ring because he's the real thing, the real deal. Damian Adams, bless that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Always good to be here on Wednesday nights. Looking forward to another great episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know how we do. It's going to get hot up in her, like Nelly used to say. We're going to do a whole bunch of things. Obviously, football is on the docket. There's other stuff to discuss. We're going to have some laughs and good things, but we have to start it out with a very interesting way. You see, one of our crew members over here really went out of his way. I'm already giving it away. It's either me or Damien at this point, and it's Mm -hmm. Damien, all right? He just went ahead, texted me and Nikki something. Expect something, you know, in the mail. Yeah, okay, whatever. You have no idea what the hell it's going to be. But all of a sudden, Nikki, we get third and three podcast logo. Not just that, but Nikki, as a Giants fan, of course, show it off. Turn it around. She gets Giants balls. I mean, Lawrence Taylor, you see it right there. And Damien's going to tell you how this was made. I got my Niners, baby. I got Ronnie Lott, Roger Craig bringing it oh, back. Cool. The catch one and two. I mean, Montana, oh, this is like awesome. And we, I, I, my problem is I love it so much. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know if I want to drink out of it, if I want to just display it. I have, I don't know, but I love it, man. And we thank you so much. Like such a cool thing for you to do out of nowhere. Absolutely freaking awesome, man. Thanks so much. Uh, no problem at all, man. Like, like I said, with the note I sent, you know, just a little token of my appreciation for two years. I don't know when our exact anniversary is. <laughs> but I knew two years is coming up. up. <laughs> so I know, you know, it's draft time. It's our anniversary. So I just wanted to give a small token of my appreciation. Uh, my cousin, Rashika Smith, she makes those cups. Uh, so if you are looking to get cups like that made, if you want to get gifts for your family like I did, or just have a great cup made for yourself, you can hit her up on Instagram at Mocha Latte Smith on, Ooh, on Instagram. Like yeah. And she'll... Just tell her what you want, and she'll be able to make the cup for you. Uh, I sent her all the pictures. I made sure I was like, these ones got to be in there. Like for Nikki's, I knew like the helmet catch had um, to be. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Plexico Burris's catch in the end zone had to be on the cup. Had to of course, be. Eli had to be on there. Had to. <laughs> so I was like, I sent those pictures. I knew for Jason's had a Jerry, Jerry Rice on there. You got to have Steve Young. Oh yeah, Joe oh, Montana, yeah. and of course, I wanted a To catch in the end zone against the Packers as well. So. I'm glad you guys enjoy the cups. Like I said, Mokalati Smith on Instagram if you want those cups made for you. I do. I'm going to follow her right now. Yep. There's going to be some more orders. <laughs> There's no doubt. This is awesome. I mean, my boss is going to love this. I'm definitely going to order a Jets one for him. I don't know why he would even want it, but that's all. <laughs> if you read my article, they're like the third craziest <laughs> fan base. That's why. At least they admit it. They know it. 
That's the good thing about it. They actually I, yeah, know they do name. because they think every year they're going to win the Super Bowl. So yep. they're yep. admitting they're crazy. Yep. And of course, you know, they, they got two picks in the in the top 10 this year. So that's it. They're going right to the Super Bowl. Whole new thing. So that goes <laughs> best quarterback in the league. You know that that's Four. what they're going to say. You know, of course. Of course. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Rob Sal will be coach of the year, all that sort yeah, of stuff. And we'll all be flipping out. <laughs> what up, Courtney? What's up, Ma? Yes, yes. In the house. Family, no doubt. And that's what family is all about. D. Again, that's family right there, man. Not even I'm not so even excited. a holiday. Not no. even a holiday. I was so excited. Like somebody tells me a present is coming. Yeah. I was like, and I was checking my mail. I'm like, God damn it. Where is it? Where is it? it was just like, you know, the water bill was in there and like new insurance cards. I'm like, okay. Like, this isn't what I'm Bullshit. waiting for. And then you see this big box, like, okay, he didn't oh, just like, send oh, some stuff. Yeah. Like, All right. <laughs> but the best part, no doubt, was the handwritten note. Yes. Handwritten. Which he didn't. My man did not go on a typewriter. <laughs> he did not go what? on a computer. He didn't print. Man, hand wrote it. And that's what really counts, man. That was huge, man. Just awesome. We love you. Love you, bro. Uh, I'm glad you guys love the cuffs, man. Like I said, two years down, many more to go. Oh, yeah. Many more to go. Third and three, at least another yeah. 33 years, at least. There's no question. We're all on it, baby. We're all on it. And I am Jason Fearman, the Sports Prophet. Brad, to be with you as my crew and I are ready to rock this freaking room. We're going to go with Neighborhood News, which is brought to you by Meatworks. Meatworks is an online custom butchery with the highest quality cuts produced by American farmers. Members customize their own box or select from curated boxes and save 10 to 20% on USDA prime beef when compared to shopping at local butchers or grocery stores. So with Meatworks, you will always be eating the greatest and the best of meats. Shipping is always free and the boxes are filled with your favorite cuts. So with that, we get to Neighborhood News brought to you by Meatworks and have to start on a sad note, guys, because we haven't had a chance to pay our respects or condolences on air. Dwayne Haskins, at Terrible thing, 24 years old, happened, I mean, like 10 miles away from where I live, literally. Like, just really, really sad. Forget it. I don't want to hear all the other stuff. Gil Brandt made a, made a fool of himself. So did Adam Schefter. I, there are time and places for things, and you don't say dumb. A young kid lost his life, and the people who are suffering now are his family and friends. And we pour our hearts out to him, regardless of how it happened, all right? Bad things do happen in this world, and it's really unfortunate that it happened to such a young man. With his whole career ahead of him, forget about NFL career, Nikki. Just his whole life ahead of him, you know. I know it was so sad. Actually, I think you guys all saw it first, right? You put it in the chat, and I'm like, no, yeah, somebody threw it up first. Mike, I did. Mike this did. can't be right. Um, but yeah, everybody's speculating. Let's not do that, okay? Let's just like let this man rest in peace. I'm sure his friends and family are devastated. Um, it's just sad, right? Whether you're an athlete or not. I mean, it's just sad. Freak accident happens. And listen, you never know when your last moment is. I know we all don't like to think about that, but I mean, you just don't know. So be a kind person and put yourself in other people's shoes and lead with empathy and enjoy your life. Yeah, please. Right, really enjoy your life because it is too short and dying at any age is a terrible thing. We all know what's going to happen, but at 24, D. Whole life ahead of him, man. Forget about the NFL or whatever. I mean, who knows how good he, how great he could have been, but there was a lot more to it than just football, as we know. Yeah, and at 32 now, I realize I knew nothing at 24. <laughs> right? that, it's true. And that's what's really sad because even when people have talked about his career and they talked about the maturity issues, 
he was 24 and had already been in the league now what that was four years yeah three so he came years. in at such a young age and maybe he was finding that switch to hit that switch and change and not have those issues that he had before but now we'll never know if he knew exactly where he was going forward and like you said it could not be it could have been outside of football it could have been where he stops playing football and he finds himself doing something miraculous with the money that he's made in football helping others out it could have been so many other things he could have did with his life and now he won't know at age 24 that it ended and like you said some people in our business have really made a fool of themselves by not realizing that or not remembering that these are people like and we're all guilty of it we all sometimes forget that these athletes are human beings first mm-hmm Yep. But in this situation, the first thing that comes to mind is, man, this is a young person that now there's a mother without a son. There's, you know, uncle without a nephew. And it's just so sad, man. Mm, it, there's no other word, just sad, depressing, horrible, terrible, just completely tragic. So uh, third and three uh, family, definitely our condolences go out to the Haskins family and friends and everything. Um really hard times. And yeah, there's really no good way to transition from that. Um, talk about the money that Dwayne Haskins could have made in his career. Well, Derek Carr is getting paid some money, three years, 121 million. So by my calculations, he's getting a little bit over 40 million a year. That's the thing, guys, this is what's starting to drive me crazy. I'm thinking they're going to have to make some sort of like cap for a quarterback starting there where you can only make like a certain amount of money unless you hit certain incentives or something. I'm not fully there with the plan yet, but Derek Carr getting forty million dollars. What is Lamar Jackson going to get? Ninety-eight million a year? Like I don't. This is insane. <laughs> What's going to happen? D, I, it, no, right, Nikki? I mean, they, I, I, they're going to have to do something. They're going to have to put some sort of like hard cap on what players can make up until they're in their fourth or fifth year in the league, or until they hit this mark or what. Something's going to have to be done because the money's outrageous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's the thing where. You wonder if they're going to do what the NBA does or the NBA has max salaries right for each year that you get to. So like once you get to your 10th year, that's when you hear the guys getting like their crazy $200 million contracts. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, you have caps that you can't go over because you have to have a certain amount of years in service before you can get that money. Uh, with the NFL, I don't know if they'll be able to do that because they already have non-guaranteed contracts. Right. Mm-hmm. So would you be able to add a cap on contracts on top of not being guaranteed? The NBA, the players are more willing to be like, okay, that's cool because ours are fully guaranteed. So they're probably more willing to allow that. Um, And with franchises, they find themselves tied down because if you have a quarterback who's decent, like if you think Derek Carr is top 15, that means, okay, we got to stick with this guy. We have to like, we can't go anywhere else with him because find a top 15 quarterback is so hard, right? Because mm-hmm. quarterback is the hardest position to play in all sports. And these defenses are getting better and better with their schemes and with the athletes that you have to be able to find a quarterback who can not only decipher the defense mentally, but physically be gifted enough to play in the NFL. It's very tough to do. So it's a, it's definitely a catch 22. Like, do you just pay these guys because you find, you find yourself a decent quarterback or do you take a chance and roll the dice on find somebody new and you take that chance and you find yourself with uh you know maybe a daniel jones you never know what could happen if you roll those that dice so it's it's a catch-22 but i definitely think a structure on 
what the cap should be for quarterbacks would be a good start, though, Jay. I think they have to start somewhere because, again, there is a cap for the team. The team has to be under the salary cap in order to play Nikki unless it's penalized. You know, we don't have to go into all the legalities of it. But, again, if your quarterback is taking up 25% of your roster's money, we've talked about this on the show before. It starts from the interior, the defensive and offensive line. Having a great quarterback is definitely a must. We're all in agreement on that. But giving them a quarter of your salary is just ridiculous. And sometimes I think like, you know, it, I guess it's easier for me to say because I've never made a million dollars in a year and they're making 40 million in a year. It'd be easier for me to say, it's all right, give me 25 million. I mean, no problem with it. I don't know what it's like to really be in that position, you know, but if somebody flashed $25 million in my face and said, hey, we really got a chance to win the Super Bowl this year, I'd be freaking jumping all over for joy. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know. It, it's a very rough terrain, I guess, where they're at with this whole thing. Well, I mean, you look at Tom Brady, right? He's famous for giving the hometown discount, yeah. right? He's always, always taking those pay cuts. You know, I know we joke about it, or I've joked about it before. I mean, what's the, how different is your life, 30 million to 40 million? I know there's 10 million reasons, but <laughs> there's actually studies done at a certain point, um, like your happiness level, your income level. It's not as high as you guys think. I think it was like, once you make over 80,000, it just kind of all becomes relative, right? But my thing is like a mediocre quarterback is making bank and I don't think they right. should be like, right. so it's, it's, yeah. yeah, I do think that they should come up with something uh, because I mean, no, Daniel Jones isn't worth like that much money, but I mean, if he was to get paid this year, it would be something crazy. It's just insane right. to me. Right. Yeah. And I hate that whole thing. Who's the next guy up? It's just, no, it's who's the best guy up. And then who's the next guy after that? And however you want to look at it, but yeah, they're going to have to do something about this because it's getting way, way out of hand. And now the fact that they're paying receivers like running backs are even better than that and how important defensive ends are. And we can go on and on. I mean, you're going to have a, a, not a 53 man roster, a 35 man roster if it comes to that, it's going to be strange. So they got to do yeah. something all about that. And it's crazy. And you, you make a book, uh, you make a really good point, Jay, about like, as far as should I take 25 million compared to 40? It's tough because I think if you take that pay cut, like if you're the one who, when the pay scale goes up and not a average quarterback is making 40 million, you're the one that takes 25. The next quarterback is going to be mad at you and your agent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because uh, you fair. messed up the scale for them. Yeah. <laughs> and now the next team is looking at them like, Hey, didn't you see Joe Bob take $25 million <laughs> instead of instead of 40? Why don't you be like him and be a good teammate? All right. Maybe you're not in a position to do that. Maybe you're like, okay, I got more family to feed than him. Yeah. I got more responsibilities than him. I don't have a wife that's a supermodel. I can't do these things <laughs> like other quarterbacks have. So it's a tough situation because even though it's about you, at the end of the day, that decision does affect a lot more people. Yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying, and you are right. And, you know, I compare what you say to being the anchor at a blackjack table. You're the last guy. You're the one drawing the last card. Everybody's going to be like, it's on you, motherfucker, if we hit or miss. You know? But at the same time, it shouldn't be like that, though. It shouldn't be just because the next guy's up. We know it should not be that way, but that is the way it is. And why it got there is just beyond me. I'm not even sure how this whole domino effect started, but to me, it's it's just pure, utter nonsense. It really is. But God bless them. Let them make all the money in the world they want. If everything works out, then okay. And with that money comes more games as the NFL, again, they expanded more and they'll probably be doing it again. And I was thinking about something like in basketball, D, for instance, you know, all this load management crap, you know, 
star players missing 15 games a year or whatever it is. What if they split the season? I, I wrote something down. Like, what if the NBA started? Check this out. October 1st, went to January 1st, took a break. Or maybe you had like maybe like a little play-in tournament in between, like a small one. Took a break until March 1st and then finished the season in, in, in July. Like July 1st. Yeah. Like take a break or something. Or maybe, I don't know, some crap like that. You know, the, the NBA All-Star break is, you know, a nice five days and everything. But in order to get the load management, in order to keep the people's interest, and Nick, you can speak to this on any sport, you know, you want more on each game. So, again, 82 regular season games is like, okay, well, game 16, big freaking deal. But I want that to matter more, Nikki. I want game 16 to matter more in an 82-game regular NBA season. But there should only be like 60 games, you know, something like that. And we won't have to worry about this load management. And when you go buy a ticket to go watch your favorite player, he's going to play, you know? Yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be fixed because that last thing you mentioned, the family who saves up to go to this game to see LeBron or to see Giannis Antetokounmpo, whoever their favorite player is, and he's not playing that night because of load management. Now, injuries happen. That's just bad luck. But if it's strictly, oh, this player needs to rest because they played, you know, three nights in the last four days, that's the thing that could be fixed. So I don't know if they could do the break in between because I don't even know if that helps, honestly, because if they injuries, the maybe you heal from injuries. That's kind of my thinking. You heal from yeah. injuries during that time. That's no, that's they definitely help with that. My thing is, I don't think it would help with back to back games. I think that's the first thing you have to get rid of is back to backs. I, I so, agree. When you have players who come back off an of injury, like, say, Clay Thompson, for example. Clay Thompson wants to play, but his team's going to be careful with him coming off of ACL and Achilles. So mm-hmm. he's not going to play on that second night of back-to-back nights, right? And that second night could be the night that Clay Thompson's, you know, biggest fan bought the ticket that night to see Clay Thompson, but he's not playing because of his rest schedule with his injuries. So I think they have to get rid of back-to-backs. I know it's very hard to do an A2 game schedule, and a lot of people's suggestion is to shorter the schedule. Yeah. But if you shorten it, less money, and we know less money is a no-go when it comes to any of these conversations. Of course. So, so when we have to just be realistic about it and say, okay, what can we do that's not going to cost them money? And Because that's where it starts off at. And, well, let's, oh, so keep, go ahead, keep, keep, keep going. So for me, if you get rid of back-to-backs by extending the season a little bit longer. So right now – I think they start end of October. The regular season ends in April. So let's say you started beginning of October and the regular season ends right before May. And it gives you a little more time to where you don't have to have back-to-back games. And you can avoid having those times where teams have played four games in five nights, right? Mm-hmm. And that could take a toll on the body for sure. Like, I can't imagine like me playing regular pickup ball two nights in a row, I'm done. So I can't imagine two nights in a row playing an NBA game, how that can take the toll on a body. So if you take those out of the equation, then also when it comes to certain awards, I think when it comes to like MVP, uh, all NBA teams, rookie of the year, any award that can lead to bonus, it can lead to more money. You have to play a certain percentage of your games. So if you want to make all NBA and get that bonus that comes with all NBA, you got to play at least 85 percent of the games. I think that's where you really make the change because then you're affecting pockets. This player was amazing, but he only played 75% of the games. He can't make all NBA. He can't make that bonus or he can't qualify for the max contract. Now you're making some differences. I like that. 
I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with that. With that fly, I don't know, but I like the idea. Yeah. And the other part of it is, you know, if you do keep the 82-game season and players are missing, like I said, 15 games or whatever, Nikki, like in contrast to what Damien said, that could be hurting the franchise overall. Like, well, you know what? I'm not going to bother buying a ticket because I don't know if he is going to play today. I don't know if LeBron's going to play that day. I don't know if Damian Lillard's going to play that day. I don't know if Steph Curry's going to play that day. I don't know if Luka Doncic is going to play that day. Mm-hmm. So it makes you want to invest less in, in a way. So it's it's very convoluted. It's very complicated because we know they're not going to reduce the season, but that would be best for everybody. And you would see, again, your players playing more games, and that's what we want. You know, we want games to matter more. That's why we grasp onto March Madness so much in the college regular season. You lose one game, you could be freaking screwed the rest of the year, right, Nick? So that's why the regular season, it should mean more. It should mean more. Well, I mean, look at football, right? I mean, God, please don't add anymore. But, like, we covet those special few weeks out of the whole year that – you know what? The regular season does matter because if you blow it, I know September is the extension of the preseason, but a lot of times those early games come back to bite you in the ass, you know? So you don't have a million chances, you know, to get it right. But, and I get that from the fan standpoint it is frustrating, right? Look at my sister. My nephew is a huge Celtics fan. I know she struggled with like wanting to get tickets. Oh, but who's playing? You know what I mean? And you know, yeah. you want to see your favorite player. You want to see your favorite athlete. Um, I don't know, but look at us. Somebody pay us $25 million. We're solving cat problems. We're solving the NBA nope. schedule. I mean, and we're doing it for free. Free. That's it. What, what more do you want? I mean, we're giving you everything over Jeez. here. You know, it's we're, we're like a book. You will just take the, you know, the vig at the end or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hook us up over here, man. I wanted to talk to you guys real quick, Bob, to close out neighborhood news about Really fast, we're not going to get big into it, but the odds for the Super Bowl winner next year, it's Buffalo first, then Tampa, Kansas City, Green Bay. I'm surprised. I think it's a little high. They got the Rams at five. And this one I'm looking at right now, just so I got it right, it's Vegas Insider, so to give them credit. The Rams at five is a little crazy. The Niners are right behind them at six. Then the Broncos, Chargers, Cowboys. I don't like the way mine, that one looks. I like the way mine looks a little bit better. But tell me what you think about this. They didn't even mention the Bengals, for God's sake. I like Rams. Bills, Bengals, Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs, Packers, and then if the Browns can get into the playoffs and Deshaun Watson is there, then I would put them around there. But to have the Rams all the way down there and to not even have the defending AFC champions, that that was like a weird Super Bowl odds to me. But I don't know, D, what do you think like my first three, like Rams, Bills, Bengals? Would you agree in that order or would you go in a different way? Uh, I like it. The Rams, it's so hard to win back-to-back. So I can see why the odds makers would have the Rams not at number one. But I do think at number five is too low. Um, I do like the Bills as the favorite, especially with Kansas City losing a big weapon like Tyreek Hill. Yep. Uh, I can see the Bills becoming a favorite in the AFC. Uh, the Rams, I would have the favorite as the NFC. Having the Packers ahead of the Rams is weird, yeah. especially with the Packers losing Devontae Adams. And not, you know, like I said, losing Adams, they also Lazard as well, right? Yeah. So when yeah. you yeah. – so when you losing your receiving core and you're probably going to this for the first time in forever, they're probably going to get a first round wide receiver in the draft. Uh, I know we'll be talking about that a little bit later. So with Green Bay coming into this year, losing weapons there defensively, they were decent last year, but not dominant. Still haven't really fixed special teams, really. We don't know. So for them to be up there ahead of the Rams kind of is confusing to me. 
Yeah, I don't really get that over there. I don't know. Nikki, what do you think? I know that you're big on the Bengals and you were since before any of us even thought they were going anywhere near the playoffs, as a matter of fact. So I got Rams, Bills, Bengals, and then the Chargers, Bucks, Chiefs fall a little bit after that. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I can roll with that. I cannot roll with um, Green Bay over the Rams. No, it doesn't make any sense. That's especially the addition to me. I don't you got me. They brought in Bobby Wagner. I'm hearing that um, maybe even uh, Tyron Matthew might even go over there now. I mean, they're just loading up. They are going after it again, yep. and it's it's crazy. Yep, they're playing by their own rules, and they're winning. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Did you guys see that video? Oh, my gosh. That's no, so crazy. Did you see this? Oh, my God. D, go on Twitter and just search Aaron Rodgers interception. It's a 12-second video. He's at, like, a um, – <laughs> What is it? Oh, flag football, right? It's an old one. It's from a month ago. He's out at this flag football game with like kids, like teenagers. Yeah, I see this. <laughs> he, the kid that intercepts him, he turns around and like flings the ball at him. Like he's legit mad at a flag football game with like a 14 year old. Like, dude, calm down. He flung the ball at the kid who intercepted you, you, gotta, you just take 12 seconds and find like it's right it is. at the top. Everybody look at it. Aaron Rodgers interception. Like it is just so ridiculous. You I have to look at it. But <laughs> it is just so, it is funny. such a reactionary thing on his part. Like it was so real. He throws a pick to this kid, Damon. You're gonna see it in a minute. The kid jogs the ball back to him and hands it to him. Like here, I intercepted this from. Him. He didn't say anything, or maybe he was just being polite. <laughs> the kid starts running. The other way, Rogers turns around and whips the ball at his feet. I mean, like, what are you doing, bro? This kid's like 15 years old, 16 or something. But my reaction, I laughed immediately. I just, I, I it was, do you see that? <laughs> How crazy is this? <laughs> yeah, like, so I don't know what the rules were, but the kid comes, hands the ball to him. Yeah. And even if the kid's talking mess, it's a kid. Like, you, the yeah. kid's got to throw the ball. Yeah, I just, I just intercepted one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Of course, I'm going to be excited. Like, yeah. You have to allow for that excitement. Oh, man, I can't believe he threw the ball at his feet. This is one of my favorite so videos. Salty. I think Aaron Rodgers' like permanent mood is just salty and bitter. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like I bet he, I bet you he hates that kid forever now. <laughs> that kid is just – that's it. Done. That was so funny that kid does make it to the league in right He's a rookie in Rogers last year or something like that. Oh, yeah. forget it. Picks him off like to finish off the season. That would be freaking poetic <laughs> oh, justice. That would be you're gonna have the video already as soon as he picks it off. Yeah, have the video already. Yep, that, oh man. Talk about taking like Joe Horn taking the phone out of the thing. Here's a video, bro. This is what I did to you four years ago, man. But his reaction is so like. It's so legit. He's like, really? He turns around immediately and throws the ball right at him. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm just glad. You, thank God he didn't dart it at his head. That's, I, I guess that's the least of it. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, <laughs> we have nor NFC North needs to get to, but you guys want to act as a team, you two, for a minute? I got a little trivia question for you, and I know you can get it. All right, here we go. I want you guys to name the top five passing yard leaders oh, last year. Yeah. You get three misses. Oh my God. You you get three misses. Work as a team. Top five passing yard leaders from last year. Yep. From last okay, year. So I know I know Tom Brady was one. Yep. That's one down. Okay. So remember, wow. th three misses and you're out. So Nikki, be careful. Mm. I'm trying to remember the other ones. 
Um, you got to think about the people who played the most games too, like didn't miss any games. Stafford? Is Stafford in there? Yes, he is. That's two. Okay. Oh, third and three. Three to go. Three guesses left. Uh, was it? Did Joe Burrow finish in top five? Did Joe Burrow finish in the top five? No, he didn't. Strike one. Hmm. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going to double check. Oh. I'm sure it's possible. I got it in front of me. <laughs> You have another guess, Nikki? I don't want to get two X's in a row. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, you know if I guess it. I'm going to Steve Harvey your ass right now. I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> man. I wanna, I'm going to go ahead and say Justin Herbert. boy. I knew that one was coming. There we go. Oh, okay. All we right. got three. We, we got three. Two left. Oh, we have to get five. Oh, I thought we were just doing three. Oh. Nope. No, got to get all five. <laughs> Listen, I never read, I don't read directions as it is, but like I never read the directions <laughs> on the text or anything. No. I didn't think we feel knowledge with Nikki. Our freaking heads are <laughs> I didn't. And then I'd be that kid that like I screwed up, you know, the teacher. I thought it'd just be true, false. And there's like a trick in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Oh, two strikes. Wow. Oh, my God. Strikes and you got two more guys to go. So far, you have named Brady, Herbert, and Stafford, and those were one, two, three in order. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. See, my problem. I'm like, oh my god, who plays in the league? Like, I've never seen football before. (laughs) (laughs) Go through all the teams in your head, real quick. Not LA, no, that was 10 years ago. (laughs) Brain just going completely blank. Uh, Yeah. I'm just trying to think of all these high octane offenses. You guys could do this. You got it. Oh, Mahomes. Damn, that bam. Nice. Okay. Good. All right. Now it's one and one, baby. You gotta get this one right. You have to get it right. The last My one. Nerves are shot. Last one. Here we go. I got faith in you guys. I know it. I know it's gonna happen. I know it. I know it. I'm sending you the message. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> For all the money. A bad team. All the money and nothing. <laughs> It's going to be some random team that was horrible. Because I have someone in mind, but I just don't know. I bet you that person in mind is exactly who the right answer is. I doubt it. Go ahead. I guarantee it is. I know who (laughs) she's thinking. I guarantee it. I don't think you do. Ben Roethlisberger? Should have consulted with your teammate over there, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I felt you were thinking before you bought the. Yeah. That's who you were thinking, Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, because I was just thinking it was going to be some random, like. No, I'm not. It's not a bad guess. I am saying it's a bad guess. I thought you were thinking someone else. D, uh, one more shot. I was going to go with Matt Ryan. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. So, kind of one of those in between rando, you know, like. Yep. But that was pretty good. Four out of five ain't bad, baby. That's still a passing grade, 80%. Still works. All right. (laughs) All right. Hey, as long as you pass, don't matter, right? <laughs> You're moving on to the next yeah. level. Cs get degrees. <laughs> yeah, Cs get degrees. Yes, they do. All right, like yeah. boom. That's all you need. That's all you need. But I don't know if a C is going to cut it in the NFC North as we get to that right now. We got to go over that division and what they need to do to get better. 
And we're going to start with those Green Bay Packers that we're talking about. And I guess it's wide receiver. <laughs> like, damn, we need that. We know we need a lot of other stuff too. But, D, I guess that's where I'm going with Green Bay. They got two picks in the first round. I think it's 26 and 28. I got to check it out. But one of them's got to be a wide out. What would be the other one be? Yeah, got to be wide out. Like, if they don't go wide receiver in the first round, that would just be for comedy. I feel like it would yeah. just be to <laughs> give us something to talk about, give us something to laugh about. They have to go wide receiver. Uh, otherwise, I don't know if there's like a phenomenal picks. kicker this year. There's no, you know, like kicker that people were taking like the second round or something like that. Mm. But I think it's time for them to look for Mason Crosby's replacement. I think it's that time. Very interesting. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so. All right. I know that's not the main thing people are going to think about, but it matters. Like when it comes down to having that kicker who can come through in the clutch, you need yep. somebody who you can trust. So, yeah, I would go wide receiver and then like just special teams players. Like I know Bill Belichick is famous for overdrafting guys because he knows like, oh, this guy's going to be a, a good guy who can go down the field and make a tackle on a punt. Right. And he's right. like people undervalue that, but it's important. So I think special teams help and wide receivers will be where I would go. It's interesting. I wonder where they would go after a kicker or something like that. But you're right. Look, how many times, Nikki, are we watching just not not just Green Bay, but so many kickers? If your name isn't Justin Tucker, it's not a guarantee. I mean, that's that's just it. Yeah. You can miss from 13 yards out. It's ridiculous. So that's why I hate kicking altogether in the NFL. Oh. But that's just me. Got it's it. getting worse. I feel it's, like it's getting it worse every it, year. Remove the extra point back. I mean, look, these schlubs can't do anything as it is. So just, you know, like, let the whole thing go. Stop. It's enough. For and it. it's, it's crazy because the kickers nowadays are more athletic. Yeah. Like, these are, like, former all-star quarterbacks and stuff like that that turn into yeah. kickers. And it used to be, like, these guys who only played soccer. Maybe they should go back to, like, the soccer yeah. players yeah, <laughs> and have them as the kickers. So Bring in the grammatical. I do think they need that kind of lifetime kicker to come back. Like the Raiders had the one they drafted in the first round all those years ago that stayed for like almost oh, the 20 left years. Sebastian yeah. Janikowski? Yeah. And yeah. everybody at the time, it was crazy because, like, man, you don't spend a first round pick on a kicker, but he's, he was there for 20 years. Like, and right. ended up being like a pretty good pick. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of points. They yeah. look, kickers accumulate a lot of points. So I'm with you, man. Yeah. I, I don't know about one in the first round, but they, they should. So. I'm with you there. Nikki, yeah, they I got wouldn't two. go first round, but maybe second no. or third round. Yeah. If there's like a, a blue chip kicker that just killed it in college, I could see myself doing that in the third round for sure. I would have no problem with that at all. Yeah. I would have no No Matt LaFleur wouldn't. He'll have no problem with taking a kicker right there. Uh, so, yeah, Nikki, it's the 22nd pick and then the 28th pick. So they got two. Wide receiver definitely one. And then what would you do with another one? I don't know because all I wrote was wide receiver. So to me, that's <laughs> all that they should focus on. You should probably just get oh. two. Even consider anything else. Like, just don't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Because Aaron Rodgers will just throw his football at you. Like, he'll just throw his football at everyone. Hey, Jay, who's the wide receiver coming out of? Is it Alabama, the one who tore his ACL? Yeah, James and uh, Williams. Jameson Williams. So, do the Packers can they pick him, knowing he won't be ready, or do they have to go with a guy who's going to be ready to start day one? I honestly, the way from what I hear about this kid and how good he is, uh, Jameson, I don't think he's going to be around that late. Yeah. I think the Ravens at fourteen are going to pick him up. That's oh. that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're going to draft a receiver, and I think that they're a team who can afford to wait for him to get healthy. You know, yeah. Um, 
because they're just that good usually. So I expect them to be fully back. As we talked about, we think Baltimore is going to be much better, obviously. But, yeah, I don't think this kid lasts that long because he's that good. He's that special. But, yeah, he's going to have to sit for a little bit, no doubt. But, yeah, Nick, if if they took wide receivers with both of those picks, I wouldn't be mad because he figured they're going to have to hit on one of them, most likely, right? So – there you go. Give Aaron Rodgers a weapon. And it can be Devontae sure Adams. Let's say, make sure it's somebody who can deal with Aaron Rodgers. I've yeah. really watched the yeah. video seven yeah. times now. I'm going at this kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it makes you want to watch it even more. It's like, really? Yeah. That just happened? I know. It's crazy. Oh, I didn't understand that. Uh, <laughs> who didn't my, understand it? My phone. Scary. Yeah, my phone. I don't. Android has his own Siri version now, and literally just in the most random moments, it'll be like, oh, what were you trying to say? Like, I wasn't talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't talking to you at all. See, I think Siri's useless because I'll ask her something, and she's like, here's this article I found for you. Yeah, right, right. I can go fucking Google it, too. I want you right there. What are you doing? You're useless to me. That's true. Yeah, I just want oh, the, yeah. the answer right then and there. If I ask you why the sky is blue, like I need the actual scientific yeah. equation of why yes. the sky is blue right then and there. Yes. Don't send me to an article that somebody else wrote about it. Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, why didn't you think of that one? <laughs> Ow, Siri. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Google. Oh, we're just no shit, huh? Okay, cool. <laughs> Give me a break. Gosh, the Packers. I don't even know if they're the best team in the division anymore, guys. It could be the Vikings who. I'm not sure. We're not coming anywhere near close to our predictions, but if any team, probably the Vikings, but they can use help on the defensive line for sure. Help stopping the run. They can definitely use some help with D back. Um, And again, offensive line, you can never go wrong over there, but they got weapons offensively D and they just need to be able to stop the other teams from scoring. So if I were them, I'd go defensive heavy. Um, I forgot who I had them drafting. They even have a first round pick. I don't think they have a first round pick the Vikings. Don't Wait a second. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, they do at number 12. I apologize. At number okay. 12. Um, they could go with one of them. If that kid, uh, Ikim Ikwanu, if I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, he's supposed to be a real stud offensive lineman, but they can go Derek Stingley Jr., you know, maybe Jermaine Johnson, you know, defensive end or defensive back. They got to go defense is what I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. I went defensive back, linebacker. Uh, I think that's what their main needs are. You mentioned stopping the run, so I would go with like a middle linebacker there. Hmm. Uh, they're concerned about the pass. It's not like their cornerbacks are the best. Uh, they're you know they re-signed Patrick Peterson, who his best days are way behind him. Yeah. So it's yeah. time for them to really shore up that secondary for sure. Yep, I'm with you. And they could get like I said, that kid from LSU, Derek Stingley Jr. There's a couple other ones out there. So if they went D back, Nikki, I'd be all right with that. What would you do? They got the 12th pick. What do you think? Yeah, no, I'm with you guys. Beef up that defensive line. Like, yeah. they 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 need some help there. It's time to retool it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I'll just focus on the defense. Yeah, definitely want to beef up that D line. I'm all about it because you think how Green Bay is going to definitely be a more run-heavy team with, you know, with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. You look at David Montgomery, who's one of the most underrated backs in the entire league. And the Lions have found themselves a running game with this Williams kid. Um, you know, I, so, yeah, get that defensive line going. All right, we'll see what they do with number 12. Um, speaking of those bears, the bears, okay, protect your asset, protect the <laughs> fields, yeah. all right? That's yeah. all you have to do. Go get offensive linemen anywhere and everywhere you possibly freaking can. Yeah. End of story. That's it, right, Nikki? That's all I have, offensive line. Because you know what? Overall, I know I think that their roster is kind of solid. Like, I don't think 
I'm not saying they don't have needs, but I don't think they have like such glaring holes that like you can focus on the offensive line. So I, I'm pleased, Scott, like you have to, because I don't think that defense is too bad. You know, I think that they're a young no, team, sure. but overall, I think they're pretty solid. They could be, you know, they lost Allen Robinson, obviously, who was their best weapon that wasn't even used last year. So they got to figure out what exactly they are going to be on offense, right. Damian, right? And Nikki. Mm-hmm. So I think that Fields gets involved, you know, with a lot of RPO and they got Montgomery back there. They're going to have to get another weapon somewhere, but they don't have a first round pick. Last year, they made that pick like you called, amazing call, getting Justin Fields moving up from 20 to 11 to make that trade. Um I see them trying to get back in the first round this year, D. I think they're going to try the Chicago Bears to get back in the first round and get, you know, one of these big time offensive linemen if they can. Otherwise, yeah, go second, third, fourth round crazy on O linemen and really nothing else. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if it's all O linemen on that second day. Uh, mm-hmm. And then maybe you try to get a wide receiver deep in the draft, try to find one of those diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. That could be a guy that can come through for you, but O line, O line, O line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That's that's all there is to it. And the Lions, who have the first pick, the 32nd pick, the 95th pick, the 68th pick. I don't know, I'm just making up these numbers now, but they do have. <laughs> pick, but they have the first and 32nd in the draft. Um, is that correct? Yeah, first and. Yeah, they got the first and 30. Yeah. No, second and 32nd. I'm sorry. Yeah. Second and 32nd. 32nd and 34th, right? Or is it? Um, may, oh, yeah, you might. That's right. Wow. So they have three picks in like the top 35 picks. That's oh, so they could do themselves a good job, even though it's just amazing. Like, I feel like their roster is getting better, but they keep freaking losing. It's just it's mind blowing. I don't know. With the second pick, I probably would either take the best defensive end or the best offensive lineman. And then with the later pick, maybe the best player left on the board. I don't know who that would be. I think that they can use a really good safety. And I'm hearing good things about this kid, Daxton Hill. So maybe they get a safety with their last pick, but they got to get, in my opinion, Nikki, an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman top notch with that second pick. Mm, I actually think they need a quarterback. Um, oh, really? Need, yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Well, they need to address their long-term quarterback issue because Jared Goff ain't it. I've never been sold on Jared Goff. I know you guys haven't either. You're right, Jay. I do think they are getting more talent on the team. I think the quarterback is what's holding them back, which seems like the reverse, right? Because when you had Stafford, it was like, God, can you just get this kid some talent? Give him a little bit of help, and he can take you, you know, over the top there. Um, But eventually, like, Jared Goff is not your long-term answer, and I think they need to find their quarterback of the future. Now, that's interesting. I mean, they're obviously in prime position to do that. They will have whichever quarterback they want. If they really want Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis or whoever, mm-hmm. they want to go get him, they can get him. Or if they want to wait on the back end, they maybe get like a Sam Hubbard type of guy or, you know, they can get that with the 32nd pick. So, okay, I ain't mad at that. I, shoot, I ain't no, I ain't in love with Jared Goff, man. We all know that. I, even that Super Bowl year, I'm like, this guy's freaking fugazi. He's a woozy, he's a wazzy. <laughs> Didn't believe in it for a damn second, D. So the Lions, what what do you think they're going to do? I'm thinking that second pick is going to be the D lineman out of Michigan. Just seems like the you know the go to story. Aiden Hutchinson, I think it's yeah. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, yeah, the go to story right there. Local kid, get him. Right. And like you said, their roster isn't bad. Like when you look at their roster, you're like, okay, they have talent there. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked that they went QB at 32 or 34. Uh, if the thing is with these QBs. They're going to – it's going to be either where they either fall dramatically 
or they get picked up too soon. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going to be tough to see where that gauge is. Like, so I wouldn't go at number two because if you pick a guy at number two, that guy has to play this year sometime, especially with Jared Goff as a starter. I would agree. Right? You, you pick somebody at number two yep. and you can't be like, well, he's not beating out Jared Goff yet. That's not a good sign for your number two overall pick. So you have to pick somebody there that you're sure about. So I would go QB with either that last pick of the first round or that very early pick in the second round. And with my number two pick, go with the stud who seems like he's going to be amazing or Hutchinson from Michigan. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it, guys. I, I really, you know, I hadn't thought about a quarterback for them on the back end. I wasn't sure if they were ready for that, but you know what? They probably are and they should be. They should be. Maybe even Matt Corral. Who knows? Who, if they cover somebody and they really like a kid and they know they can get him at 32, 34, whatever it is, bam, yeah. go for it. Right? Yeah. I like that, guys. I, I really wasn't even thinking that way. I really, really like that. I didn't even put down quarterback. Wide receiver was my third option after um, offensive, defensive line, but yeah, I'm one of those two for sure. I mean, if yeah. Jared Goff, like again, if they give him, if they give more talent on this roster, and Jared Goff is still the reason, I mean, how much more do you have to see out of the kid? Yeah, like, yeah. are you gonna wish that you had? I know it's a gamble, but I just, I don't think he's it. I don't think he's it for any team. I think he's a like a pedestrian quarterback, like a good yeah. backup, like a great backup, you know, but. First overall draft pick. It's amazing. That is, oh my God. These are the things that drive me crazy. Like first yeah. overall. It somehow ended up in the Super Bowl in 2018 and put up a big whopping three points in that game. Way to go, baby. Oh, yeah. my God. Woo. Very sad. Somebody needs to teach this kid. Just like we get taught every single week. <laughs> knowledge comes. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. Come on. That's right. On time. time we do it it's the best part of the show you know knowledge with nikki it's her show she's ready to go ready to go fun fact i was having breakfast with my mom last weekend and she changed her ringtone to this for when i called <laughs> <laughs> yes way to go ma <laughs> I, love it. Funny? I love it See, it's so catchy. It's so catchy. And the song was made for you. It was made for this segment. That's why it was created. They knew what was going to happen. I, I love know. it. All right. So it. before we get to knowledge with Nikki, let's give you Reebok's deal of the week. Actually, it's going to be your deal to the end of the month because it's going until April 27th. Guys, it's 40% off your purchase and then 50% off sale. That is exclusive through our link at 33podcast.com. So scroll down a little bit. You'll see the Reebok little box right there. Click on it. Take you right to the site and shop, shop, shop away. So you got till April 27th to get those deals, which I will probably get because they do have nice workout tops. There you go. Beautiful. All right. Well, you know, I'm on it too. Not for the workout top, but I'll get something else. Hey, it's sneakers. <laughs> sure. I mean, I need new kicks. I really do. All My right, sneakers have been beaten up. Kicks, Step basketball in. shorts, whatever. Yeah, I'm down. Me too. I need I need to look at least look the part. I may not be able to play the part, but uh, you know, look. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yeah, we tied last week. 
I know. So I have the tiebreaker this week because I learned my lesson. You guys have like <laughs> oh, tied yeah. the past couple times. No. Um, I think said there's no there. holiday, but it is Easter on Sunday. So we're going to do Easter trivia. Okay. All, All right. right. Here we go. D goes first this week, right? Yes, yes he sir. does. Okay, you little Easter bunny, you. Let's see what's happening. <laughs> All right, D. What percentage of parents steal candy from their kids' Easter baskets? 99%. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, 45%. 80 Oh, wow. Oh. That's a lot. Like, greedy freaking parents, man. Holy shit. I think that the other out of the other 20%, 19% are lying. <laughs> <laughs> or they just buy candy they know they don't like, so they don't eat it. Because that is something I would do. Well, we just figured out that your mom stole your candy. She went with 92. So we know that yours is <laughs> Oh, I know they did. I, I know they did. Thanks Actually, for letting out the dirty laundry, Ma. No, you want to talk it was my sister. See, this is what happens when you grow up with siblings. She's a little chocolate fiend. One year she did get into mine and my brother's chocolate Easter basket. Oh, no, no. Don't do that. All right, here we go. Number two. The world's largest Easter egg hunt is in Winter Haven, Florida. How many Easter eggs are hidden for that hunt? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say 2,000. Jay? 20,000? 501,000. Wow. Is there any significance to like 501? Does that have any? No, What's I that? don't know. Yeah, that bothered me too. Like, <laughs> like, like go 505 or just keep it at five. Yeah, right? Like what the hell is your freaking problem? Why are you trying to screw everybody over? What's this one, one dollar price me right shit? 501. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jay, is Winter Haven near you? I don't have any freaking idea. <laughs> I know it was like a neighboring like, like town. The or state is like this. It's just like it's one. I know. I just think that could have been like close to you. Who knows? It takes five days to drive from one part of Florida to the other. It's ridiculous. I know. It's it's like you drive in. It's like, oh, we finally got to Florida. You got seven hours to get to Fort Lauderdale. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we definitely experienced that being from New Orleans, driving to Orlando. You get into Florida, you're like, oh, okay, we're in Florida now. <laughs> and there's another 10 hours to go. Yeah, it's all before you get to Orlando. It's terrible. Never drive here. Flying. Um, okay. The price of the world's most expensive chocolate bunny is $49,000. But how many calories does it have? Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that. That has to have at least 5,000 calories. No. Jay? So it's four. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. The price of the world's most expensive chocolate Easter bunny is $49,000. But how many calories does it have? It's got, it's got up like 15,000. 548. 548 calories. Wow. Okay. I don't know my calories. So it's, a, it's a very expensive, semi healthy. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's made up of uh, cocoa from Tanzania, and the eyes are two solitaire diamonds. So. Oh. Okay. All right. That must be nice to have money to buy stupid that's shit like that. That's what we're paying for is to eat the chocolate 
and then save the diamonds. Save the diamonds, yes. There you go. Although if you do look at it, this chocolatier, like it is amazing. It looks amazing. It's very real, but that's hmm. not. It, it better I, look even like had the best it, thing ever. <laughs> I don't know. Even if I had fifty thousand to just throw away, I don't think I'm buying a chocolate bun. I don't even I like wouldn't. Like that. Nope. No. I wouldn't do it. Not even, I mean, it would have to be like somebody would really have to love like bunnies or something like that for me to do if I had that kind of money. Otherwise, are you kidding me? No way. So would, I would have to be in one of those challenges where you have a bunch of money that you got to spend and have nothing to show for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. Funny. That would work. <laughs> That's the only way I could spend type of money on, on that for sure. Yeah. Well, then you do get the diamonds. So I guess you it's, can get it's the diamonds. Like earrings or something. Yes. Don't that. eat the diamonds. That's all. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't do that. Diamonds. <laughs> okay, D. Number four. Something so bad. What percentage of parents still send their kids Easter baskets after they have moved out of the house? Oh wow! <laughs> like we never did the Easter basket thing, oh. and I was just so shocked. Like. I was a, when my wife, me and my wife first got together, like our first Easter, she was like mad at me because I didn't get an Easter basket. And I was like, what? Learned the lesson at least. You found that early. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> but I like we, I had no concept of this. Um, wow. So after they leave the house, I'm going to yeah. say 35%. No. Jay? So I'm Jewish. I don't know shit. I'll go with uh, 15%. 60. Holy crap. Wow. Okay. Damn. Yeah. 60%. I really like Easter was literally just, I knew we was going to be in church all day. That's all I knew about Easter. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going to be a long church day. A long people want to come in their loudest suits to church today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and after church, they're going to have like some type of Easter egg hunt if you want to stay for that. But church was so long, I was ready to go home. I didn't even yeah. want to do <laughs> like any of the activities. So that's all I knew. I didn't didn't know Easter baskets were such a thing. My okay. favorite thing about Easter by far is the commercial that comes on every year where it's like bark, 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 and then you have a line go bark like that. You ever see that before? The oh yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Watch bark. <laughs> like yeah, baby. I love that commercial. Yeah. Somebody else. Cadbury bunny. All right. All right, Jay. Ready? Nope. Let's do it. Nope. Okay, let's do it. Jay, what percentage of people eat the ears first off the chocolate bunny? Ooh. I would go with a good uh good solid 88% on that one. D? No. I'm I'm gonna say 55. 78. 78, 10 off. Okay. 78. So 11% eat the tail first and 11% eat the feet first. I wonder what that tells you. I want a psychological study done on that. <laughs> the, people that the, ear, the tail and the feet. What is up with them? They all got to fall into a certain category. And I want to know. I want to study done. Think, like, I feel like it's natural to like, break the ears off or something and eat it. I don't know that I'm like eating the tail. Like who's eating the tail first? Like, <laughs> it doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That is different. We got to go with Dr. Oz and have him get some freaking specialists on there and figure out what the hell this whole psychological you know, thing is. Maybe you're holding it this way. Maybe you break the feet and that's like the top to you. Uh, but the tail was kind of weird to me. No, definitely rip the ears off right away. Yeah, okay. Rip the ears off. All right, Jay, number two. All right. How 
many flavors of peeps are available for Easter this year? 13? No. See? Uh, is our peeps the candy corn of Easter? Uh, <laughs> very controversial, yes. I feel like the only time you even hear about them is Easter. And yeah. no one, no one's like, oh my God, I need to get my peeps. Like no one. No. Uh, no. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna go with 25. Yeah, 24. I'll give it to you. Wow, <laughs> nice, man. <laughs> Way to Good go. Job. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I have absolutely no idea on that one. Pure guess. <laughs> <laughs> I am not, as you could tell probably by, by my uh, pre-comments there. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they're making s'mores with them. Oh boy. <laughs> Jay, how many eggs are purchased for the Easter holiday? So just regular, regular eggs for the Easter holiday. Like in total? In total. In this country? Uh, yes, in this country. How many eggs are purchased in total in this country? For like one holiday. egg, two egg, three egg. I'll go with. Fucking no. Uh, two million. See? I'm gonna go with twenty thousand dozen. <laughs> yeah, wait, so that's twelve divided by twenty. I don't know, one hundred and eighty million. One hundred and eighty million. All right, that's oh, wow. a lot. Shit. Oh, yeah, it is. They're <laughs> keeping chickens busy around that time, man. I guess so. <laughs> the system is working overtime. <laughs> hey, the roosters are the ones that are making our big in this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> they come home to roost, baby. Better watch out when they do. Cock a doodle do. <laughs> All right. What percentage? Oh, uh, sorry. Speaking of church, what percentage of Americans actually go to church on Easter Sunday? 62%. No. No. See? I'm going to say 40%. Uh, yes, I'll give it to you. 38%. Rock on, man, with your bad self. All right. Nice job. Nice Hypothetical job. Hypothetical guessing over here. Educated guess. Hypotheses coming through in Damien's mind. It's a beautiful I just thing. Because I was, I was definitely one of those 40% growing up. Every Easter we had to, we had to go and it was a super long service. I'm talking about like yeah. three, three and a half hours for no reason. Mm. I was so glad football season was over. <laughs> <laughs> No doubt. All right, D. So that's it, right? D wins 2 nothing. Yes, unless you want the tiebreaker and you want to give it a shot. Yeah, well, you got it. Why not? Yeah. Let's have some fun with it. All right, let's do it. How many chocolate bunnies are sold in the U.S. each year for Easter? You want to go first? Oh. Uh, like, nope. I don't I'm going go. <laughs> to say 5 million. No. I was going to say like 500,000. 91 million. Oh. <laughs> that is knowledge with Nikki right there. there that's what that's all dropping the knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> dropping the hell out of it. Dropping Easter bunnies all over the place today. Like, well did you done. know there is 24 peep flavors? Because I didn't until, no. you know, the other day when I did this. No problem. <laughs> did not know that. Like I said, in peeps. That's my new hot take. Peeps are the candy corn of Easter. 
peeps kind of freak me out a little bit. I don't know. They're just a little too weird. It's like the texture is strange. I know you got the marshmallow yeah. on the inside, but I feel like something's going to pop in my mouth when I eat them. It's, I don't know. it's very gritty, right? Because it's like, yeah. Gritty. yeah. 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 You got to brush your teeth like 506 times, 501 times. Jeez. <laughs> 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 uh, Knowledge with Nikki brought to you by Reebok. Damien takes the win. Again, my man in the lead after a nice tie last week. You took this one 2 0. Well done, my friend. Which brings us to Mount Player. Player. Take it away. Yes. Mount Player. Player. Brought to you by Beer Drop. Right now, if you are someone who enjoys a nice cold beer, why not have the beer brought to you? So if you go to 33podcast.com, click on the beer drop link, it will bring you to our exclusive dairy beer drop where it's $5 per beer. All right. So if you go to a game, you go to one of the playoff games coming up NBA, beer is going to cost you 10, 12 bucks. You mm. go to a restaurant, beer is going to cost you a good seven, eight if you're lucky bucks but why not get it for five bucks and mm. have it delivered to you at a nice price so again go to 33podcast.com go to our beer drop link get that exclusive deal of five dollars per beer and get beers from all over the country ipas wheat beers light beers whatever beer you like delivered to you at a low price with your meat from meatworks while you're sitting in your reebok sweats mm. watching a game eating steak drinking beer listening to the 33 podcast what's better than that nothing like that sounds like a great freaking night yes. i mean you got me. I, I want beer right now just because you got me so thirsty now. man yeah right oh. steak and beer while oh. chilling in her cool gear and everything i mean we got the whole freaking nine over there baby we got yeah, the what a great nine. date night you put us on laugh at right? us whatever listen to us get your deals and then you know hey whatever and it's a beautiful thing uh, they're going to love us around the holidays. I mean, it's so ironic. We're doing Mount Play a Player right now. We got somebody from Play a Play a Beach, Florida. I know Play Landia, Florida over here. That's so freaking ironic and amazing. What up, Paul? Glad you're in with us over here. You're about to witness the magic of Damien's Mount Play a Player this week. What do we got, baby? So this was inspired to you by the Lakers of this year. We're going ah. to do the most, the most disappointing teams of all time. We could go any direction. It could be teams that you root for. It could just be teams that you expected to be good. But the most disappointing teams of all time. So let's start with Jay this week, your number four most disappointing team of all time. All right. I think I remember what it is, but let me look it up because I will be 42 in a month. So here well, we go. Great. Yes. Coming. That's party time. It's going to be the first freaking time. <laughs> I missed that on my 40th because COVID screwed that up. 40 for, you know what? This time I'm having a freaking party and y'all invited. So come oh, on down. Are we? Sure. I'm there. Oh, <laughs> there's Partycityusa.com is what happened. Uh, but let me tell you about number numero quattro on my list over here. Oh. And the four is special because it's four losses in a row. And that's four Super Bowl losses in a row. How disappointing. How mm. awful. I would rather not make the playoffs for four years than to suffer four straight Super Bowl losses. God bless the Buffalo Bills and their hearts and Marv Levy and Jim Kelly and Andre Reid and Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith and all those guys, Cornelius Bennett. God bless you. You went to four Super Bowls. You lost every fucking one of them. I can't even imagine <laughs> how that feels. 
That for, yeah. if you're a fan of that team, every year you're like, we got the best team in the league. We got the Kagon offense. We got the best defense. We're gonna do it this year. They were a field goal away from missing it against the, against the Nicky's Giants. Then they got shitted on by the Redskins, and the Dallas Cowboys took a dump on them twice. Four years in a row, I don't know how much worse it can get, but I put them at four because it was four straight Super Bowls. That's, re- I mean, that's really, really disappointing. For, if you're a fan of that team, you go to four Super Bowls, just win one. Just give me one of them, please. But to lose four in a row, I, I, don't, I don't know what's worse. I really don't. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that uh, to be a, a Buffalo Bills fan at that time had to be rough. And it had yeah. to be rough come around like the third and fourth one where you just knew oh. uh, we yeah, made the Super Bowl, but yeah, but we have no shot in the Super Bowl. Like the first one, you know, wide right, like okay, cool. But after that, it's like, come on, man, we just had no shot at all. No. Of winning. The biggest highlight really- was Don Beebe knocking the ball out of Leon Lutz's hands before he got to the end zone. That was like the best thing that happened for them in any Super Bowl. I just Oh God, I feel so bad for them. Terrible. But, uh, that's a, that's a really, soon. Yeah, that's a really different approach to it. I like that right there. Uh, what do you have at number four, Nikki? Uh, well, I have the 04 men's Olympic basketball team. Where we had our budding stars. We had Melo, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, you had Tim Duncan, Allen Iverson was on the team, and they just took home the bronze. Like they couldn't beat Puerto Rico. They couldn't beat Argentina. It's like, you would think that all that talent on that team that they would do it. Um, but that did lead to coach K right. He's and the one that ended up taking over, but I think that team was so freaking disappointing, especially since men's basketball in the Olympics was dominating and gold for so long. And then you do it on the world stage. Like, ah, that has to be up there. That's a great one. It's <laughs> way up there. I'll just, yeah. you said it already. I'll, that's my number one. Oh, that's my number one. Sorry. I mean, right, that is, no, it's, don't be sorry at all. Cause that's historically, yeah. th- that was, you said it. Those, what, Puerto Rico, Lithuania, Argentina, no disrespect oh, to those countries at all. But are you freaking kidding me? I mean, that, <laughs> the team that, it wasn't like we had a bunch of schleps out there. We had the best players in the world and they got their ass kicked. They won the freaking bronze medal? Are you shut? What? With that team? So, yeah, Nikki, that's my number one, so I'll give it away now because you said it, and I'm fine with the fact that you said it. I think that should be number one on all of us because I'll never be able to figure that out for the rest of my life. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was a young team. You're, thinking, you're talking about rookie LeBron. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> no, they definitely had to still have more talent than everybody else, like rookie D-Wade, rookie Carmelo. And uh, the people who tell stories from that team say that Larry Brown was the worst as a, as a coach. And maybe yeah. that's what it was, the chemistry. Uh, he's he's a, he's built for a certain type of team. He's of a certain taste, if you will, <laughs> yeah. Larry Brown. Uh, so maybe that's what it was. But it, like you said, it led to the Redeem team and the 2012 team, two of the greatest teams that probably can rival the 92 team with talent when they had really? to, when you really think about it. So mm-hmm. that's a really good pick right there, Nikki. So I think you'll like my number four, though. My number four, you'll get to laugh and hee-hee at this team. The dream team, speaking of the dream team, the dream team, 2011 Philadelphia Eagles. Remember this team? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. So it was before the season. Like, let me just go over some of the names that they acquired before the year, (laughs) like looking at this team. So they acquired uh, Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie, Nambi Asamwa, Vince Young as a backup QB, uh, Ronnie Brown as a running back, 
You also had Evan Mathis join that team. Yeah, Steve Smith from the Giants come over to that team. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jason Babin. So all those guys joined this team, which already had like Michael Vick and you had uh, Shaky or Shady, excuse me, at running back. Andy. No, Shaky's right. Shaky's right. <laughs> I, knew she like that. I was waiting for her to jump in there. Like, yeah, no, he's shaky. <laughs> and they had all this talent, all this hype. They called themselves. The, I believe it was Vince Young who said there was a dream team. Like, that's sure a big was. statement from the guy who set up to be the backup quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> Vince Young said, "Oh, this is a dream team. This is crazy." And they did have a lot of talent. Went eight and eight mm-hmm. after all that hype, missed the playoffs. So number four for me is a 2011 dream team, quote unquote, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. I wouldn't even have thought of that because yeah, we remember what they were doing. You know, Vic he was lighting everything. He lit it up, man. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then. Green Bay knocked him out in the first round. And then the next year, like you said, yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So that's my number four. What's your number three, Jay? My number three is a football team, and it is a team that was in the Super Bowl the year prior. They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not Tom's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Rich Gannon and those Raiders just lost the Super Bowl. They brought back everybody. Like I know they were a little, you know, past their time, but still, Jerry Rice was there. Charles Woodson was there, Rod Woodson was there, Bill Romanowski, and they didn't even come close to making the playoffs. They went 4-12. and 12. This is a Super Bowl team with Super Bowl people, with a Super Bowl everything. I mean, Super Bowl all over the place, going back this year, no doubt about it, 4-12. and 12? That's that was. I remember that year very vividly because I'm like, oh, the Raiders, they're going to have it together this year. They'll probably play McNair and the Titans again in the AFC Championship. And they were just god-awful. Yeah, they had injuries, but that team was primed and ready to go. After the Tom Brady crap that happened, you know, two years prior to that, then losing the Super Bowl, and now this. Yeah, that was a real disappointment for that Raider Raider nation over there, if you want to call it. So those 2003 Raiders really were a team that had everything you want on a football team, including an MVP quarterback and Rich Gannon at the time. And they they won four games. No good. Not not possible. That's a really good pick. I didn't even think about that. But after that Super Bowl, it took them so long to become relevant again. Yep. And that that year was the beginning of that just drought of not having success. So that's a really good pick right there. That's exactly right. They went all the way downhill after that and just finally starting to come back up. So you got it. What do you have at number three, Nikki? Well, we are mind melding today because I also, for my number three, have the 2011 Philadelphia Eagles. Ah. It's so fucking obnoxious living here during that time. My God. Even, you know, I get New York radio stations, but, you know, sports radio. Oh, the dream team, the dream team, the dream team. Like, you know what? That's okay. Because guess who got the last last laugh? The Giants did. When we won the Super Bowl that freaking year. Okay. like, But it was <laughs> sickening to have to hear that. And, you know, everyone's, oh, the Cowboys are going to be the second best team. The second, not the Cowboys, the Eagles will be the second best team. Wasn't even like, oh, they're going to win. Like they're going to be the second best team behind the Cowboys. So it was Cowboys hype. It was Eagles hype. I was so sick and tired of it. So for the Giants to win the Super Bowl that year, it was like, oh, this this is karma. This That's is great. Pretty. Perfection right there. Oh, man. Like great that. minds. Great minds. Yeah. <laughs> but I figured you would enjoy that pick. <laughs> from me right there on that one. Absolutely. So for my number three, I'm going to go basketball. I'm going to go with the 2006-2007 Dallas Mavericks. Now, oh. the previous year, 
in the 0506 season. They went to the finals. They lost to Dwayne Wade and Shaq in the Miami Heat. Remember, that's the year Wade went crazy in the finals. They won the last four games to win that series in six. So going into the next year, Dallas was the favorite coming out of Western Conference. You're like, Dallas is set. They're ready to go. They're going to go into this year and kill it. And during the regular season, they did all that. Dirk won MVP. They looked amazing on both ends of the floor. They had the one seed going into the playoffs. You're like, oh, this team looks prime ready to go. And then they run into the Golden State Warriors, eight seed with Baron Davis and Matt Barnes, Steven Jackson and company, and just get bullied and just absolutely just annihilated in that series. Uh, Dirk Nowinski, during the season that year, was shooting like 50% from the field, 41% from three. In that series, shot 33% from the field and 21% from three. He was just absolutely awful in that series. And the bad thing was back then they announced the MVP during the second round of the playoffs. So he won MVP, had to, he couldn't go on vacation. He had to uh, stay in Dallas yeah. <laughs> so they could do a press conference for him to get his MVP award. And normally you get it, you know, back then before they had the award show they have now, you would get it and your home fans would get to cheer you on during the second round of the playoffs when they handed you the award. He had to do like a press conference <laughs> for to get the MVP after his enormous disappointment in that season. So that makes them one of the most disappointing teams of all time. But, of course, Dirk eventually came back and they won and beat the Miami Heat, ironically, in the 2011 NBA yeah. Finals, which was probably LeBron's moment where he was most disappointed. But that <laughs> 2007 year, I know Dirk really – he talked about it on podcasts, right? He was sent into, like, a deep depression during that summer. He had to spend, like, two months out of the country because he was just so ashamed of that loss. So that 2007 Dallas Mavericks are my number three most disappointing team. That's a good call right there. You're, and you're absolutely right. I can't even – you said it all. I just echo everything that you said right there. You're 100% accurate. I'll never forget that series. I'm like, that really just happened? I'm like, wow. And the, you're right. It was Dirk, you just said his statistics. That was it. That's the reason why they lost right there. If he puts up his anywhere near his normal numbers, they would have won that series. So you're right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So now let's go on to your number two, Jay. My number two, I, I struggle with this. I was wondering, I'm like, is it really, really – but I'm like – yeah, it is disappointing because there are a couple of players on that team who wanted championships at that time. So I'm going to the 0304 LA Lakers, ironically, Ooh. Laker team with Kobe, Malone, Shaq, Peyton getting busted up four to one in the finals by the Detroit Pistons, who nobody knows who the hell was on that team. We know Chauncey Billups, we know Rip Hamilton. People have no freaking idea. They remember who Shaq and Kobe were, but yeah, bringing over Malone and and all that, I mean, they were supposed to win it. So they did get to the finals, but they got embarrassed in the finals by the Pistons. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's a major embarrassment, especially Carl Malone. I mean, all he needed on his resume was the championship. I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer, obviously solidified and all that sort of stuff. But he wanted that bad, and they were there. And like for for that reason, not that reason alone, but that is a big part of the reason. Also, along with Gary Payton, who came in there and wanted the championship at that time. And it just did not work out. And then the whole thing fell apart after that. Like you said, Shaq came down here. Him and Wade won a championship. They could have won two, actually. So, yeah, that was the demise of that Laker team right there. Yeah, that's a great pick right there. The 4 Pistons, the only championship team with no top 75 players on it. How about that? The, yeah, and that's the, that's the team that that Lakers team full of Hall of Famers lost to. So definitely a big disappointment there. And it was truly the end of Kobe and Shaq. 
Yep. Like did you, some there's a interview with Chauncey Billups and it was like, you know, how did you guys beat them? How could you stop Shaq? He's like, oh, we didn't stop Shaq. Kobe stopped Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, we couldn't do it. And but go. the one game they won in that series, Kobe went nuts in that one game that they won in that series. I'll mm-hmm. never forget him hitting those shots in overtime yep. for them to get that one victory. But yeah, that's a really good call right there for your number two. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, and that's also adding on to the disappointment. How many how many championships Shaq and Kobe could have won together than both really being yeah. in there? Forget about it. They could have been the dynamic duo of all time, but didn't work yeah. out that way. Nah, that's true. Egos, man. Egos. Egos, egos. Yeah. God bless Kobe Bryant. May rest in peace. No, nah, for sure. No, nah, for sure. What's your number two, Nikki? Uh, so my number two is 18 and choke. Of course, because I don't know how it can't be, right? I mean, you have this undefeated season on the line. Like, it's so disappointing that Tom Brady himself, that Super Bowl bothers him. He said he would give two rings back just to get that one. Like, how disappointing. You literally got to the end. And look, I'm as big as a Giants fan as it comes, but... You should have beaten the Giants. Like you, you were you were supposed to win that Super Bowl. The Giants came out of nowhere. I think D, you said in high school, you're the only one that called it right. Like even I didn't yeah. think you were gonna win. So I don't know how you have a season like that, and then you just literally get right to the end and and you can't seal the deal. I mean, I am happy about it, but it even bothers Tom Brady so much. So I think that's pretty has to be pretty high on your disappointment list. Like yeah. I would say if the Giants didn't play them in that final regular season game, I don't think they would have won the Super Bowl. I think they figured them out, the Patriots, yeah. in that regular in that last regular season game. So I think that really helped. And that's why I also – I won money on that game. I'm like, Giants are winning this game. It's going to be low score. I remember Tom Brady laughing 17 points. <laughs> all that shit. It's like, yep, that's all you got, pal. <laughs> that's all you got. Didn't work out too well for you. But, yeah, that's yeah, ultimate, no. right? I mean – you, yeah. I mean, 18 and 0, you're, all the Dolphins from 72 are like, we know it's over, it's done, the yeah. whole thing. I mean, there was probably never more old white man champagne party in the entire history of the world. Than oh. when the, when the, <laughs> Nick Bonacani and all those guys, Don Shula freaking going nuts. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, yeah it's no, very that's, disappointing. I, I had them. Good call. No, that's a, a really good call right there. And like you said, in high school is my first time having like the unpopular opinion, having to stand by why I believe this. But I brought that final season, that final game of the regular season where they only lost by three points. They were able to go toe to toe with them. And yep. they knew now, OK, we know what to do. or We have at least a game plan of what to do against this team. But like the Giants have the game plan. They have the blueprint to beat them. And I think they could do it. And they end up doing it, man. So it was one of my first times. Where I was like, I think I could do this. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go write for the school newspaper and be a sports writer. So I'm gonna do. So and now, yeah. and now you're the and now you're the bookie, you're the Twitter, you're the bookie of Twitter all of a sudden. I see what happened. Did you did you do that? Did you go and write for your school paper? I did. Yeah, that, oh, that, next, oh, that, okay. that next year. Yeah, we, <laughs> it was the the Lions Den is what they called it at uh, Southeastern uh, Louisiana University. It was the Aww. I wrote the Lions, so the newspaper was the Lions Den. Now, it was my my first experience writing for them covering. Uh, I didn't get to cover basketball and football at first. I was like so excited to go in and cover the basketball team and football team. But of course, they had like juniors and seniors doing that. They're like, yeah. oh, no, you don't get that. 
go cover the soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned a lot about soccer and volleyball that first year for sure. <laughs> but look at you now. Yes, I get yep, to cover all whatever I want to cover. <laughs> That's right. That's funny. Man. So uh, for my number two, this one is personal. A lot of people might not think about this one, but the 2010 New Orleans Saints. So 2009, we win the Super Bowl. And going into 2010, we bring most of the team back. And we're like, okay, this team, we got a chance to go back to back. And in the playoffs, we're matched up against a team that went under 500. It was like, okay, you know, our, our division, we didn't win our division that year. It was like, it's cool. You know, I believe, I can't remember who it was that year. I think it was Carolina who went crazy. So we went 11 and 5. We had a good team, but we ended up getting the wild card. And then we had to play Seattle in the wild card game. I'm like, ah, what? Seattle? They barely went seven and nine. They barely beat the Rams to get in. We don't have to worry about this team. Even though it's in Seattle, I know they have a good home field advantage. We'll be fine. Whatever. And then we all know what happens. Yep. It's the run that shook up the world, literally. The <laughs> run <laughs> as uh, Marshawn Lynch runs and breaks every tackle of the Saints defense. I believe he literally broke nine tackles on the play. It was just absolutely ridiculous. And it's in history now. It's an infamy for Saints fans, but it's one of the most famous runs in history as a 7-9 Seattle Seahawks team beat the defending Super Bowl champion, New Orleans Saints, and put us out of the playoffs. So it's a personal one for me. The 2010 New Orleans Saints will forever be remembered as a disappointment because I just couldn't believe my eyes. I know our defense wasn't the best. I'm like, we can't get a stop against this team who couldn't win more than eight games. Oh, it, just, it just absolutely killed me, man. No, nah, man, that was that was a shocker for me, too. I'm like, I know the game's in Seattle because they had won the division, but I'm like, Saints are a much better team. But like I put up on the screen, beast mode, that was one of the best plays in any sport I've ever seen in my life. That was to, to watch that, like, you keep watching, like, this guy's really still on his feet. He's inbounds, and he's going to get into the end zone. Like that and the James Harrison interception in the Super Bowl, like yeah. two. I, I mean, holy shit! <laughs> I, you, I mean, you just have to be over and above an amazing athlete to make those kind of plays, man. Yeah, no, it was absolutely crazy. And watching as a guy who's rooting for him to go down, it was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, because at first he should have been tackled behind the line of scrimmage. That's what people forget about this play. Yeah, man. Our defensive tackle busts straight through the line, and yeah. he does a little shifty move and gets behind him. And there's somebody else waiting for him. He could have got easily tackled for a loss on this play and ends up turning into this super long run where at the end he dives into the end zone. He's grabbing his jump. And next thing you know, Skittles are flying. Oh, it was just absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my number two, 2010 New Orleans Saints. So we know you're number one, Jay. Yeah, Uh, you know my number one. Already gave away. Again, you oh. mentioned the players on there: LeBron, Melo, yeah. Wade, Duncan, Iverson, Amari Stoudemire. Come on, win the win it! <laughs> so that's my number one. You already know. Yeah, nah, it was a, a crazy team. It's so sad that Tim Duncan is associated with that team. Right, like that's that was his Olympic moment. Uh, but mm. it's yeah, so disappointing that team. And like I said, Richard Jefferson always tells the stories about like. Oh, I was so excited to be on this team. And then it's like yep. the stain of America. Yep. <laughs> that I'm associated yeah, it with. is. It is. They're the stain of America awesome. amongst other people. But, you know. Uh, so, Nikki, what is your number one? 
All right. My number one, it's kind of long, but I just want to take everybody through it. Um, it's just the Chargers as a whole is my number one ultimate disappointing team. Yeah, I'm just going to read off my notes. I usually try to memorize it a little bit, but it was too much. So well, I'm going to say 04 to like right now. All right. So 04, right? They're 12 and four. You know, we think, okay, this is it. They're going to win it. Nope. Thanks to Marty Schottenheimer's conservative play calling. They lose in the AFC wildcard game. Okay, remember the, the Nate Keating missed field goal? Mm. 2005, down year. Okay, 2006, LaDainian Tomlinson, statistical year. And by the way, this is always my gripe with them. The talent, but they just couldn't do it. Okay, mm. so they blow it in the fourth quarter to the Patriots. We remember Sean Merriman's lights out dance. We all remember that. Okay, moving on, 2007, mm. Rivers tears his ACL, but they go 14-2. and two. He tries the best he can. Nope, the Pats, nope, we can't do it. 2008, Steelers eliminate them in the divisional round. 2009, Broncos choke, Chargers win the division, okay? However, they get eliminated by the Jets. <laughs> Mark 2010, Chargers had the number one ranked offense and defense. Missed the playoffs. All right. Then Worth Turner just takes over, runs them into the ground. They win like seven, eight, nine games. Okay. Then fast forward to recent times. My problem with this team, amongst many things, is questionable head coaching calls, I think, are to their detriment. I think they've had enormous talent. I think the numbers show that you've had the years to do it. And you haven't done it. You still can't do it. It's not like you haven't had talented quarterbacks because you have. It's not like you haven't had great Hall of Fame talent around you because you have. I understand it's very hard to win a Super Bowl. I get that. But if any team should have and hasn't, it would be them. I think for the talent that they've had, everybody says Rivers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, okay then. I understand that. But – they are just woefully disappointing, underachieving still right now to present day. So they are my ultimate overall disappointing franchise because you expect more out of them. I have two comments. First of all, I love it. You can even bring it back to 1994 when the Chargers made their only Super Bowl, I think, and the Niners beat it by 23 points. All yeah. right. So that was a very fun day. Yeah, for probably me. the worst Super Bowl of all time, probably. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Stan Humphreys was the quarterback. I'd love to know how many people know that. Stan yeah. Humphreys. Exactly. <laughs> Stan for cocked and freaking Humphreys. But that brings me to the what if of motherfucking what ifs, because we had a what if of, like, it, we went what if crazy last week. What if they kept Drew Brees and oh. didn't go with Phillip Rivers? How about that? I wonder if they would have won one of those Super Bowls with LaDainian Tomlinson there and that great defense. Or did Breeze become the quarterback he became because he was Sean Payton? I don't know. What if? Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a huge what if. And then if they keep Drew Breeze, what do they do with Rivers? You'd have to trade him at that point. Yeah, and then so, they probably got some nice pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah, they probably trade him with some nice pieces. And the Saints at that time were desperate for a quarterback. So maybe the Saints made that trade for Rivers. And Rivers is down in New Orleans, you know, with his, all his non-curse words and whatnot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that could, that's a big what if right there. If, I can imagine. And then I mean, who, who's the better quarterback? Let's be real. Drew freaking yeah. Breeze by far. It's not even a contest. So, yeah. 
Yeah, sure. what if, but man? Like you, but like you mentioned, him and Sean Payton became such a great combination. That's why oh, I yeah. say like the statue should be them two together holding yeah. a plate feet, looking at it. Yeah. Because that combination that. is what changed the Saints franchise history. So that's a true what if. The one that you always hear is what if Miami would have passed his physical, right? Because he visited Miami first. Mm. They felt him on the physical for his shoulder. The Saints passed it. So that's right. the Saints, and obviously the shoulder was okay. And he goes on to have this Hall of Fame career in Miami. Nick Saban was the coach. Yeah. LSU fans are like, if he if Nick Saban's there with Drew Brees, he never goes to Alabama, mm. and we don't have Alabama dominating LSU for the past however many years <laughs> in, in in college football. So you guys that, remember who Miami took instead instead that year? Dante Culpepper, right? Dante Culpepper, very good. Oh, That's exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. And Dante that did not work out. Man. I did not. Culpepper was an amazing talent. I just think his body wasn't made for a quarterback body. He had like a linebacker body. Yeah. He had more like, it was more than a linebacker. He had like a chunky linebacker body. He didn't, I don't don't know if that dude worked out. I don't think you know where a treadmill is or anything, but no, for real. I mean, that's, yeah. Like what if something down the wazoo over there, man, really? But yeah, you got to wonder if, if he never gets to Sean Payton, does it become that great? But he was a highly coveted quarterback out of Purdue, you know? I forgot where you guys, I think it was second round. I don't think it was first round or whatever, but because he was, you know, like five foot three, obviously. So they didn't want quarterbacks like that then. But these guys have proved him wrong since. Breeze, Russell Wilson, you know, shorter guys playing ball, doing their thing. No, they definitely changed everything because Drew Breeze made it cool to have a short quarterback. So that brings on a Russell Wilson. That brings on Kyler Murray. Yeah. Willis, you get taking a chance with him this year because those other short quarterbacks have worked out in the right. past, but when he gets drafted is because of that. So, yeah, not nah, that what if is so crazy as far as the domino yeah. effect of it. Mind-blowing. <laughs> right? yeah, it really it is. is. When we get into, like, we don't even think, like, we come up with these what ifs, and then we start going. It's like, wow, that could happen. This could happen. What if that? What if that? It really is amazing. Like, yeah. what happens in sports, it, it's it's incredible. It no, is. It, it, tru- it truly is incredible. But speaking of something that wasn't incredible, my number mm-hmm. one most disappointing team. <laughs> So my number one is a tie, and I call it the LeBron disappointments. All right. Ooh. So 2011, Miami, <laughs> 2011 Miami Heat, they have this whole thing before the season where they signed LeBron. You got the decision, and then you have the like the celebration they did in the arena with him, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. Not two, not three, <laughs> not four, not five, not eight. <laughs> yeah, so he, he goes on that rant where he says the not one, not two, not three, and predicts, you know, seven championships for them. And in fairness, they did make it to four NBA finals, which is very impressive. Yeah. But it was disappointing, the fact that they got to the NBA finals and lose to the Dallas Mavericks when obviously they were more talented. You had Dirk playing with like Jason Terry and Jason Barrera, right. <laughs> old Jason Kidd. Uh, Sean Marion was past his prime at that point. So you had in a Dallas Mavericks team that was had veteran savvy, but did had nowhere near the talent of a prime Dwayne Wade with a prime LeBron and Chris Bosh going at those guys with good role players on that team as well. And the fact that LeBron choked, that's what he did. He choked in those NBA finals. Those four yes. quarters, he did not come through. Nope. And he didn't that, want to come through. He didn't even want yeah. to. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't want the ball. He, he did not want any part of that pressure. 
and Dallas was able to get in his head with the zone defense. And there were the times where he was posting up Jason Barrera and didn't know what to do. It's like, what is LeBron? You're 6'8, 260, right? The most athletic guy we've ever seen. Just you can't post LeBron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was yep. so crazy. But obviously, that moment propelled him to be, you know, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, depending on your, you know, your position on that debate. Mm-hmm. And then that that team is tied with the 2021-22 Los Angeles Lakers. They were, like I said last week, they were a disappointment, even if you expected them to be a disappointment. Like, it's crazy because yeah. I was one of the few people that had questions before the year. I was like, I don't think Russell Westbrook's on the fit. I don't know if Anthony Davis can be healthy for a full year. You got old veterans. Can they really play defense? But I didn't expect this. I thought they would be like, a number six seed losing the first round and people will say that's a failure, but the fact that they're not even playing tonight, right? The nine, 10 play in game to stay in playoff contention. They didn't even qualify for that. The Spurs didn't want to be here. The Spurs were trying to <laughs> not be in the game and the Lakers couldn't beat them out to play against the Pelicans tonight. It's just, yeah, absolutely crazy, man. So that's my number one. It's a tie between the 2011 Miami heat, that made it to the finals but didn't win a championship when LeBron choked in this year's L.A. Lakers. So, number one is Team LeBron disappointment. <laughs> and that says a lot about a guy who's been to ten finals and has won four of them, you know, d- yeah. disappointment. Yeah, with, you know, being the king comes very high expectations, and we expect him to be in the finals every year at the very least, if not, you know, not winning it. And to have the year that they had this year, with his basketball knowledge, I'm really, really shocked that he thought this would work. I mean – Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard, these guys are freaking 59 years old. It's like it's not going to happen. Carmelo Anthony and I are the same age. I'm sorry. I'm, well, I'm really old. They should have put me on the freaking team. Of, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Get that 42 A-A-R-P in a month. Card. Damn, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, you ain't getting no damn present from me. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, real, real quick before we end the show, I, I never do this, but um, – I, I do this when I'm getting ready for work in the morning, have my coffee or whatever. I put it on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. Oh, wow. And they were, they were talking and kind of whatever, but for it's kind of intent. Anyway, the point is they, J. Will came up with his list, Damien, of the top five guys with the most pressure in the playoffs this year. He said, Luca Harden, Donovan Mitchell, CP three and James Butler. And I agree with all that, but I actually tweeted at him. I said, I said, Jay, well, what about the Joker? I'm like, you don't think that he's got pressure on him? I'm like, you know, I know Murray's out and everything important is out. I get it. Um, and they ended up reading it on air. I'm like, wait, was that? Oh, that's one awesome. They said, yeah, Jason from whatever or something like that. I'm like, I just fucking wrote that shit. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> is that me? Is that me? Oh, that's me. Yeah, I'm like, that's me they're talking about right now. I'm like, okay. So Jay Will, he was cool. He actually uh, tech, you know, tweeted right back and goes, nah, because because of Porter being out and Murray being out, he gets a pass. I'm like, all right. I'm like, MVP yeah. status, you know. But, um, no, it was kind of cool that, you know, he responded. And they were talking about, like, who would win, like, a two-on-two tournament, like, out of all the ESPN crews, like Barton Hahn, Jay Will and Keyshawn, Mike, I don't know, Greenberg and, like, Steve Smith or some – Stephen A. Smith or some <laughs> shit like that. So they were like taking it like really seriously. Like Keyshawn's like, hell no, man. I would beat down Bart. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, like, I, I, they went, they I went nuts. See that. 
Jable's like, I'm the second overall pick in the freaking draft, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, what's the matter he with definitely, you? Say, even, he definitely has the advantage there because, like I say, he's a former pro basketball player. Yeah. Uh, and he's still pretty young compared to a lot of the people at ESPN as oh, well. That's another so, what if, man. What if that guy didn't get hurt? I would have loved to see oh, him play. Yeah, for sure. Like, he that's was true. amazing. Yeah, one of the greatest college players of all time. Yep. And his rookie year was really good. He was. Like he was. Yeah, it was a really good rookie year. And, man, yeah, that one. It's just sad to think about. But it turned him into someone who, from that experience, was able to help so many other athletes out. Yeah, man. In that. So maybe that was needed. Maybe he needed to go through that to help so many others out in their process and help them avoid those mistakes. That could have been God's plan. I dig yeah. that. I'm all about that. That could have been God's plan. And I'm sure Jay Lowell, the type of person I know him to be, not like I know him personally, but I have a lot of respect for him. And I'm sure that he would go along with something like that too. You know, I got a lot of respect for that guy. He does his homework. You know, he knows he just spit out BS. You know, he's not that kind of guy. I I definitely respect him. And I told him. Yeah. Now he's a, he's a good analyst for sure. But speaking of like the pressure question with the playoffs, I think it's James Harden without question who has the most pressure. He does. Yeah, Yeah, because for me personally, I wrote a piece of it on the article that I wrote for 33podcast.com where I'm previewing the Raptors and the 76ers series. And Harden, he has all the accolades solidified, right? Top 75 all time. It's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. But when we talk about the game and talk about the best players 10, 15, 20 years from now, and we mentioned James Harden. Right now, he's going to be the guy that we brush to the side. Oh, he was great, but he never came through in the big moments. And then we're going to go yep. on and move on to the rest of the great players. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be mentioned with those top 10, 15 guys. Even some of them might not have championships, right? Like Charles Barkley doesn't have a championship, but he came through in big moments. We know mm-hmm. Charles Barkley came through in the playoffs. He had those, some amazing playoff performances that stand out in the test of time. Like the game seven against the Sonics stands out. You know, oh, yeah. like he had some moments that you're like, OK, we know it wasn't Charles Barkley's fault that he didn't win a championship. He came through in those big moments. James Harden doesn't have those moments where you're like, we know it's not James Harden's fault. He came through in the playoffs in this moment, in that moment. So with this series being a tough one, like I'm I was on the fence. I picked Philly in seven. But if you pick Toronto to win this series, I'm not mad at you at all. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're in this series, they have James Harden, Joel Embiid, and they're going against Toronto who has no disrespect, but Pascal Siakam is their main guy. Right. And it's a question if they're going to win. Says a lot about James Harden right now, how we feel towards him. Yeah, man. I definitely think he has the most pressure of anybody in the playoffs. Like this is a legacy changing playoffs with James Harden. And it's interesting that it's in the context where it feels like he just got traded like two weeks ago to a brand new team. And here he is with, you know, one of the best players that he's ever going to play with in Joel Embiid. Yeah, Jay, that's why Jay Will actually said, I believe that that was his number one guy with the most pressure mm-hmm. on him, James Harden. Um, yeah, like you said, he's got everything. Now you got to show up in the playoffs, and he just has it. He just has not yeah. shown up. So it's time to, and you got a big man to help you out. You don't got to do it all by yourself. You know, you be the, he's always better when he's distributing the ball. His game comes to him better when he's distributing. And the other thing that he does well, he'll put the ball between his legs like 300 times in a row, and he'll get the <laughs> Whatever he's got to do, but, you know, yeah. get in your rhythm. So, yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. A great article. You guys go read that on 33podcast.com. It was just put up a few hours ago. Uh, Damien did a great job breaking that down, and there's going to be a lot more NBA articles from him coming up. Yeah, but, uh, Nikki, what do you got coming up? What's going on with you? 
All right, what's going on with me? Of course, you guys hop over to Twitter, follow me at Nikki Nick 9384. Lots of reality TV, of course. If anybody watched Real Housewives of New Jersey last night, it was off the chain. Uh, let's see. Tonight is Real Housewives of Orange County. And again, we're getting a Dubai franchise June 1st. So excited about that. Um, now I haven't put any content on for a minute, so I am going to do a mock draft. So look out for that. I hope yeah, to get that in the right. next few days. So my predictions are out there in writing. I know we always say, oh, I predicted this, you know, and if I was a listener, I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll put it out there. We'll <laughs> see. So that is what I'm going to do. I love it. Excellent. Excellent. I know that people are going to be loving it also, listening, watching, and tagging along with you during that wild, crazy reality TV event that's so real, unscripted. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll be doing in a minute, what I've been doing uh, the past couple of days. I found this, this thing is so cool. But D, you first, man, because you have been all over the place, baby. Feeling it. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so you can find me on social media at the real deal WDA. That's the real deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. And if you follow me there, you'll be able to find all the things that I'm doing. Uh, my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. And you can find it anywhere. Put the full thing like a pimp name slick back. Put the real deal with Damian Adams on your favorite podcast platform. You'll find me. Uh, my last episode, I did the 2022 Real Deal NBA Awards. So I give out all my awards for the NBA season, including some funny ones that I made up for myself, like most annoying player. Yeah. Uh, so you, <laughs> you get those along with your traditional MVP, defensive player of the year and stuff like that as well. I think you guys will enjoy that episode. Uh, like Jay mentioned, it's going to be a lot of basketball content written on a third and three podcast page. I just did my first preview for the playoffs. I'm going to be writing another one tonight. I'm going to try to write one for each series. I might not get the one eight matchups because, you know, we all usually those are not the, the best series to write about. But I'm going to write one about all the good matchups and preview those. Uh, I'm going to be writing about individual awards. I'll probably put my awards from the podcast onto the site as well and do a written version of that as well. Uh, so please check out my content there as well. And don't just check out the articles. Go to the homepage and get those deals that we were talking about earlier with Meatworks, Reebok and Bear Drop as well. Don't pass those up. Yes, yes, no doubt about it. You may not have a good one eight to cover, but you might have a pretty damn good two seven to cover with uh, Boston sure. and uh, Brooklyn. That'll be interesting. Oh, Brooklyn yeah. uh, put the beat down on last night, and now with Kyrie and KD, and we'll see if Ben Simmons gets in there. I don't know. I will be watching. Time out. Time out. Did I say Ben Simmons? Did you see the lambskin outfit? <laughs> yes, I did, bro. What is going? I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say about him. I don't know what They've literally ran out of stuff to talk about. I don't know if you saw it, Nikki. No. He was wearing like this green, it looked like a leather outfit, like a green leather jacket with like leather shorts, like a shirt on. So they're talking to the reporter about him and they're like, you got any updates (laughs) on Ben Simmons? He's like, oh, I have no updates on when he'll return. I wish I had that. But I can tell you that that outfit is 100% lambskin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like 100% oh, lambskin. And I spit, I swear to God, I spent the whole halftime trying to find this outfit. <laughs> and I, oh my and I couldn't God. find it on anything. So obviously it's not on oh. poor people's Google, but no. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find the outfit. But I was just laughing so hard that that was the news 
that Ben Simmons outfit was 100% lambskin. But turns out lambskin is like a, a better leather. It's like a, it's more stretchy and breathable than actual, than cow leather, I guess. But looking at some of the outfits I saw, definitely not in my tax bracket for lambskin, but yeah. it's, it's something that I was dying so hard. When I, I'm sorry I had to cut you off, Jay, but I was laughing no. so hard <laughs> when they said it on TV. No, I was cracking up too because I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm thinking like, so I'm like, is he wearing lambskin to like prevent getting COVID? Is like that like the best way wear like latex outfits or something like that? I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on over here, but yeah, if that's all there is to talk about, then damn. But yeah, we'll we'll see what that happens. Yo, I kept trying to spit out that name to you guys. Nikki, you gonna say something? I'm sorry. No. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. That I kept trying said like Spotomatic. That thing I kept telling you about with all the NFL trivia questions. It's oh. called Sporkle, S-P-O-R-C-L-E. It's not just sports. It's anything. Like people in my office today, I hope nobody's listening. We were doing, we were doing like uh, Friends trivia, like even like going back, it's just going to sound terrible, but Beverly, Beverly Hills and I know 210, like yes. trivia. That's my jam. They have everything. If you go and search and you put in anything you want, there will be dozens, if not more, of quizzes that are fun but basically impossible to complete. I, I, not all of them. Some of them you can, but it's it's really a lot of fun. It really tests your knowledge on whatever subject. So I've been all over that. Hmm. And I just found out what you're going to love it, Nick. I'm telling you, S-P-O-R-C-L-E. Go to that and Sporkle Quizzes is called. You're going to freaking love it. It's great. Anything in the world you could think of. And then um, what was this other thing? So the New York Times puts out Wordle every day. Have you heard of this? Oh, yes. I've, seen, okay. I've seen it on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't even know much about it until today. Buddy at work was telling me about Wordle. I'm like, that's weird. I'm doing this thing called Sparkles. No, different. He goes, I'm like, so what do you do? He goes, you put in the word. He goes, he goes, you put in any word that you want that has five letters. I'm like, okay. And then he goes, one letter, if the letter comes up green, you have the letter in the right spot. If it's yellow, you have the right letter, but it's in a different spot. And if it's gray, the letter's not in there at all. So today's word, I'll get to it. I just, for some stupid reason, the word chime came in my head, C-H-I-M-E. And C-H were the first two letters. I'm like, so the guy who, who was showing me how to do it was like, how the fuck did you do that? And I'm like, do what? I'm like, what are you talking about? I just picked the word. He goes, you got the first two letters. He's like, you just got to get the next three. I'm like, okay, so what do I do? He goes, starts explaining. He goes, you know, you got to, you only have five chances. Anyway, I get the word, the vertical of the day or work or whatever the fuck it is, was chunk. So I got the CH and I went to chalk first and I'm like, let me do chunk. And it was like, bing, bing, bing. I'm like, begin this motherfucking luck, baby. Now, <laughs> So it's fun. Check it out. It, it's fun. It's not going to be fun. It's not fun. You don't like it at all. I hate it. <laughs> my, like my husband, he gets them right away. Like I hate really? it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not into it. Though the one I did send you. That one um, is actually the football version. So you have like six chances to guess the player. I actually oh. did well on that one a couple of days ago. But Wordle, forget it. I don't like puzzles. It is not fun. It's If you don't get at least one letter on the first shot, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, it's you're screwed. Like, yeah, you're screwed. But um, yeah, it's I like the brain teasers. So that's what I'm doing, brain teasers. If you want to tease around with my brain, shoot me your riddle or some shit like that, and I'll try mm -hmm. to answer it. So I have fun with that. I am at Sports Profit One. That's the number one on Twitter. We are Third and Three Podcast. We are here every Wednesday evening. We're still keeping the NFL alive, baby. We got NFC 
South next week. That's Damien's division. So he'll be taking over that as usual. Who knows what sort of knowledge Nikki will bring? Who knows what's going to happen in the sports world? But we'll be here. We'll have fun. And we can't wait to see you guys next time. So for now, we are out. Third and three. We'll see you.